welcome to episode 21 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and the history around it. My name is Matt, and with me, the two most avant-garde members of El Vanilo, uh, Asm and Grace. Nice to see you guys. Hello. Is one of us plastic and one of us Ono? Uh, you guys oh. can pick, yeah, why not? I'm, you guys, I mean, I was just struggling with something to say, so I mean, I just... Uh, and today, guys, mm. is a very, very special episode. I'm so pumped and buzzed <laughs> to be here. Uh, we have Jonathan and Julia with us from Ranking the Beatles, uh, the podcast. Woo-hoo! And oh, guys, it's so good to have you with Same. us. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Thanks so much. Excited to be here. Amazing. It's so good. Guys, we love your podcast and we've loved Likewise. listening to it. So, um, yeah, go and listen yeah. to their podcast because... Basically, Jonathan, do you want to tell us about what you do on the podcast? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So at the at the start of the COVID quarantine for us, um, out of sheer boredom, I basically decided to list and rank 223 released, recorded and released songs uh, by the Beatles, like all studio recordings, um, just kind of as a boredom exercise. Mm-hmm. And then initially, I once I'd done the ranking, I started posting song by song on my own Facebook page. This was, I think, in May or late April I started. Um, and pretty quickly, like, the conversation got really in-depth on almost every post. Because um, I'm a musician, so all my friends are musicians, and they have a lot of really strong opinions about the Beatles. Um, <laughs> and eventually somebody said, hey, this should be a podcast. Come on. Um, I was kind of hesitant about it at first, um, but I think a combination of um, intrigue and looking for something else to do because we're still locked down, <laughs> um, I have kind of warmed up to it. And then, so I started toying with the idea of doing it. Uh, somebody suggested you should have a co-host, and I didn't quite know who to turn to because I didn't want to have too many, like another, like big Beatles nerd because then it would just be too niche of a podcast you know Um, and so I turned to my beautiful wife one day on the couch and said you know you know Alex suggested I should have a a co-host who do you think I should get and she goes well I'd be willing to do it I never thought she would have been up for that (laughs) Uh, but here we are and so every week we have a different uh, musician or writer or some type of creative person usually on and we discuss a song or two, uh, a bit of the history of the song, where it sits in the rankings, why it's there, um, and then kind of go back and forth on why it should be or why it shouldn't be higher or lower. Uh, we talk a lot about you know the guests' own personal Beatles you know relationship, um, their you know their kind of history with it, um, the effects that it's had on their life. So it's a lot of fun. We get mm-hmm. a lot of really interesting uh, stories. I think kind of the cool thing is everybody seems to have their own you know, really cool personal story about the Beatles or Beatles music. Um, And exploring those has been a lot of fun. Amazing. That's so great. Me me and Adam are are quite big Beatles fans, Mm. but, and Grace, you're not that much of a fan, are you really? Don't give it away. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. (laughs) But, But actually, like, I would say that your podcast, whether you like the Beatles or not, whether you're new to them, whatever, it's so good. It's good for... It's for everybody, you know. So Thank go and you. check it out. Go and have a listen. You will mm-hmm. learn so much. You will see songs in a totally new light. Uh, and it's just a good, your your chemistry and the way you guys chat is just Probably great good. to listen to. So yeah. honestly, it's fun because it's really it's 
this it's kind of just how we talk at home like when we're just sitting on the couch together you know and yeah and so far the guests have all been like friends of ours so it's been real easy conversation yeah great uh, which That's i think nice. has been a lot of fun I, I sort of sit with grace and not being a massive fan of the beatles i mean i like them and i know all the hits you know like mm. you you know yeah. the the big songs, yeah, yeah. but most of the songs we've listened to so far that we've ranked, like I, some of them I had never heard of them before. Like I didn't even know yeah. they existed. <laughs> so I was coming into them with fresh eyes, fresh ears, and um, sometimes some fresh opinions <laughs> that uh, sometimes people do or don't agree with. That's okay. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> well, you need that, don't you? So that's yeah. all good. So that's that's what. Grace just puts us in our place and goes, <laughs> when we talk about how Ringo is the best drum in the world. Uh, which he is. Yeah, which I mean, yeah. we stand by. But I mean, Grace is like, you are, you've got to be kidding me. Here. We'll, we'll get to this. Are, are we still talking about Ringo? Are you kidding me? Always. Peace and love, peace and love. Amazing. Peace and love. <laughs> that's a good impression. That's better than us. That's like the only good one that I can do. It's a good peace and love. That, um, uh, no more autographs. Oh, that's After so October 3rd, it will go <laughs> that, in the trash. That is, isn't that the best? I think we've so, mentioned that before. We've mentioned that video. I think. <laughs> Y'all did. And I, 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 was it, I think it was uh, the Hendrix episode just oh, the other week. Yeah. 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 Where uh, I listened and I was like, oh my God, they're doing no more autographs. I love it. <laughs> it will be tossed. It will be you, tossed. <laughs> there's, there's no reason why we're talking about it, but we just love talking about Ringo. Oh, that's, it's just fun. What a guy. It's just good fun. That's like a great story. Like that story often comes up in our house as just like a joke, like for no reason whatsoever. Because <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous. But I mean, I don't blame him, you know, no. but it's, no. it's just no, kind of a ridiculous enough. thing think, to say. Our sister. Uh, Hannah, who who yeah. really doesn't like the Beatles at all because she feels they've been shoved down her throat. But she really doesn't like them. But but that video, she will quote it all the time. She loves it. <laughs> it's dead funny. So it does I also loved that, like, you pointed out the fact that the video starts in on his nose. And <laughs> yeah, that's so good. <laughs> that's I, was, I, was, I was literally about to talk about that again. So that was on the podcast, was it, right? So yes. That, that happened. I, I lose where what, what we talked about on the podcast and what we did. But, uh, <laughs> so funny. I, my latest Ringo thing, I know we're down a rabbit hole now. We will get out of there. But my latest Ringo thing is where he is in a film in the 70s and he is a Mexican, like, have you ever, has anyone ever seen this? <laughs> he, uh, I have not, but I know the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I can't even think. He's like a cowboy he's like, or something. Yeah, he's like a Mexican that like does all the jobs outside, and then this lady like invites him in. He's like, no, no, I'm not meant to be inside. Wow. <laughs> what? Like, his, this like scouse like Mexican thing is like the funniest, literally the funniest thing. He's not ashamed. He loves it. He was that like, sounds awful. And it's he was a, doing it completely seriously. It's a film. Yeah, wow. he was doing it. That's an actual like. His wow. acting career is. Have, have you seen Caveman? No, no. Oh, go watch Caveman. <laughs> it is solid gold. Yeah. Well, if you don't like so his good. drumming grace, you're definitely going to love his acting. Oh, yeah. I'm going to love it. Yeah. Amazing. Chops. Amazing. He's got chops. <laughs> he's, he's an all rounder. He, yeah. can, wow. do he can do yeah. it all. Did you all have him in? Um, uh, Thomas the Tank yes. Engine. Oh yeah, that's, okay. that's what yeah. I grew up with him. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. Thomas. All that. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Mr. Conductor. Yeah, that Mr. is the Good. best, isn't it? Yeah, he was. I might try and find them on YouTube and just have a little bit of a, a go on. Yeah, well. Also great that at that point in time he's like a blackout alcoholic, <laughs> so he's going from like being Mr. Conductor to blindingly drunk. <laughs> 
I'd have liked to have seen him turn up at one of the recording sessions to do Thomas the Tank. Be like, you don't know me. I'm Thomas. It'd be dead funny. Brilliant. I'm got into a fight with Thomas one day and just punched it in the face. <laughs> the blooper the reels for Thomas the Tank Engine are amazing. <laughs> just calling, calling Thomas a dickhead or something. That's what happened. <laughs> like, I was in the Beatles. <laughs> Punches it. Your trash, you'll be tossed. Somewhere. <laughs> Maybe we should do a podcast. I mean, there, there can't be many of them, can there? There's, we could be a first uh, right here. I am on board for this. I will subscribe. I will co-host. Whatever you'll have. Yeah, come on. That's Let's it. Talk that's about it. niche right there. <laughs> right. Well, this week's album mm. isn't by Ringo. <laughs> Although you wouldn't believe it because we've gone on about him enough. <laughs> but this week's album, it's good to have you guys on because we're doing Imagine by John Lennon. Absolutely. It's a big week, guys. It's a big week. It's a big boy week. I'm so excited to do this album. I've literally been, when I was looking through the listing and the rating that we had, I was like, you can basically get rid of 20 albums and I'll just go straight. Skip right to that. <laughs> I'll skip straight to Imagine. Yes, please. I, uh, John Lennon. So I'm giving away a few of my thoughts. Oh. And we've already done 1971. Mm. And we did it when we looked at Sly and the Family Stone on our second or third week. It feels so long ago. Great record, great episode, by the way. I really enjoyed that show. Amazing, amazing. And we enjoyed that album, didn't we, in the end? Checking out. But um, Grace won't have listened to it because she's not on it. She wasn't involved. (laughs) Grace wasn't on it, so won't listen to it. That's a a thing. The PG uh, era of El Vanilo. That's it. it. So, um, so yeah, so here we are, 1971, and mm. Adam is going to give us a little bit of a bio of like end of the Beatles, mm. big, where this album comes in. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure. I mean, but here we go. So I've tried to keep this one brief because I do realize I can rattle on I with my it. histories and bios, but we're going to start briefly in 1967. So the Beatles are kind of riding high. Uh, they've released Sgt. Peppers, which spends 27 weeks at number one. So it's a, it's a big one for them um, uh, in the charts. The, well, the charts of the previous year. Uh, they'd also released Magical Mystery Tour. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're riding high. So musically, they're putting out some of their strongest, some of their best work. Um, definitely. Uh, however, in 67, tragedy is kind of striking as they um, the four lads are in Bangor, North Wales, just down the road from here. Um, and they're learning about and being inducted into transcendental meditation from and I'm going to, forgive me for butchering this probably, uh, Maharashi Mahesh Yogi. Nailed it. Um, (laughs) Who is this transcendental meditational teacher? Um, And yeah, he's for some reason in North Wales. I never found out why this fellow from India traveled all the way to North Wales. Maybe he was on holiday because basically I've just come back (laughs) off holiday and North Wales is where a scouser goes on holiday. (laughs) That's true. I mean, I've been off for two weeks and I've been three times. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Every weekend I've been back. So so you're saying Maharashi was a secret scouser? Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, but while they're there and they're being inducted into it, literally whilst they are there, um, their manager, Brian Epstein, passes away um, from a, a drug overdose or something. The, the kind of reasons why he passes away, are some a little bit of darkness, but he basically passes away um, from an overdose of some pills. Um, and there's a quote from Ringo here, going back to Ringo, um, but this is a sad quote, so I won't do the voice. Um, it, it was all I kind of like, wish you would. <laughs> so tempted. <laughs> so Ringo says, it was all a bit like, what is it? What does it mean? Our friend has gone. 
It was more our friend than anything else. We were all left behind. Um, and they're there, and the press rushed to, to the four of them. And they're like, what are you going to say? Have you got anything to say? John gets pushed to the front to give this kind of, well, to answer these questions from the press. Because Paul had gone, Paul had gone down to London already. Um, and John's kind of answering these questions as best he can. No, we don't know what we're doing. No, we don't know why it happened. And George is like, well, he's still alive because life moves on. All things must pass. And George is already in that meditational state. So it's quite incredible. Um, so that's kind of what happens in 67. And that's quite relevant because that's kind of almost the linchpin of the group. The reason, not the reason why they formed, but part of what made the Beatles the Beatles, Brian Epstein, has passed away. So their manager, their their mentor, their instructor passed away. Um, so the following year, they actually go to India for several weeks and learn more meditation under uh, Maharishi. And whilst there, the Fab Four found it quite a stimulating environment to write and, and kind of make some songs. A few other artists were there. Mike Love from the Beach Boys was there. Donovan was there. So it was a really rich atmosphere for them to, to write some songs. Um, and while they were there, much of the White Album was written there, including Sexy Sadie, which is John's scathing attack on the guru he felt had let him down. Because um, I think he originally wanted it to be Maharashi, what have you done? Um, but he changed it to Sexy Sadie because it was a bit on the nose. So John being subtle as ever. Um, so the White Album, which a lot of the material was written in, in India, the White Album was kind of a watershed moment for, for the four of them as they no longer felt bound uh, by the previous ties that they all kind of had together. They were all sort of exploring their own things. Um, Harrison was going down this spiritual journey. You know, he was really invested in Indian culture. He wanted to learn more about it. He was getting more into the sitar and all that. Um, Paul was exploring London's cultural scene, whatever that means. And then perhaps the biggest strain possibly uh, was coming from John. So John was going through some changes in this year. So this is kind of 68. So he'd split from his wife, Cynthia. Um, he was also starting to use heavy drugs like heroin. He'd kind of been caught up in all that. And he'd also fallen in love with Yoko Ono, who was this um, avant-garde artist uh, from Japan. Um, he'd been to one of her shows and just fallen head over heels with her. Um, and he'd started to bring her to recording sessions and started to bring her into, into, the, into the studio, um, which obviously led to some tensions. There was a quote from Paul. Um, where he was like, we wanted to change some things on the amps and she'd be sitting on them. And we found it a bit difficult to say, hey, love, do you mind getting off the amps? Which is understandable <laughs> because, you know, know, and John just wants to be off in a corner looking in her eyes and it's all a bit tense. And, you know, Paul's got an ego, John's got an ego. George and Ringo no. just want to be on their own. And yeah, it's it's a bit sad. But moving on to 69, um, the Beatles play together live for the last time on the Apple Course rooftop. And in September, John decides that he wants to leave. Um, so he's invited to do the Toronto Rock and Roll Festival, which I think we've talked about um, yeah, yeah. with the Pasagona band. Mm. He invites Eric Clapton. Uh, he originally, I never knew this, but I found out, he originally asked George to do it, but George wasn't feeling it. So he got Eric Clapton. Um, yeah, and he, he got this this other group of people. Um, a lot of them were already part of Apple Corps um, in different bands and stuff like that. So he gets them, goes to do uh, the Toronto Rock and Roll um, festival and before he goes he realizes you know what i want to leave the beatles um i've kind of had enough he's fed up wants to do his own thing he also doesn't want to get stuck with another group of people so he forms this band the plastic ono band but he doesn't really want to get stuck with them he does want to just do his own thing he wants to be kind of solo 
Um, and he tells his manager, or manager of the Beatles, uh, Alan Klein, who's kind of representing them. Uh, and Klein told John, just keep quiet about it. I'm working out a new deal for yourselves, the Beatles. But just keep quiet about it. Don't announce anything. We'll we'll try and work it out. I think he didn't want John to walk away from potentially a much better contract that could see the Beatles carry on into the mid seventies. You know, still producing songs and albums as as a band. Um, and the day that they signed the deal, that's when John told the group um, that he was leaving. Uh, it's not announced publicly, but he announces it to the group. Um, I think Paul had another quote from Paul. Um, where he was like, he just said it and he seemed quite excited about it. Um, much like how he told everyone that he'd divorced from Cynthia, he seemed quite excited about this new thing. Um, so yeah, and then shortly after, um, he, he, you know, says he wants to leave, the Beatles released Abbey Road, which obviously is a massive success and one of the best albums of all time, in my opinion. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of other people's opinions, well, I don't think I'm alone in that. I haven't checked, but it'd better be on the list that we're doing. It's if gotta it, be it's on got the list. If it isn't on the list, I'm, I'm quitting. Well. I'm going to do a jump. I'm, gonna, I'm getting out of here. Just don't announce it publicly. <laughs> so, in, the, in 1970, uh, the Beatles released their final album. It's called Let It Be, uh, which is an album they actually recorded before Abbey Road, which I, I knew that obviously now, but going back, I always thought it was all just chronological. So when I first found out that Abbey Road was before... Let it be and let it be was before every it was blew my mind a little bit. I was like, oh well. Um and yeah, so let it be. Um it's a different producer. They don't use George Martin. Uh, John gets Phil Spector in, which is an interesting character. Um to do his wall of sound thing, and it's all a bit so that's another tension added on because of you know, they walk away from George Martin, who's this guy who produces some of the best albums of all time. George Martin's pretty fed up with the Beatles by yeah, this yeah. point though, isn't he? And there's kind mm-hmm. of different thoughts about whether like He's well, basically, whether George Martin is a bit behind the time as well, and different thoughts. So it's all a bit, it's all a bit mad. Um, but yeah, they release, uh, release, let it be. And it is at this time that Paul announces uh, publicly that he's left the Beatles and he files a suit, a lawsuit to have the Beatles partnership legally dissolved. And um, so he, he takes takes it to court essentially, um, gets the lawyers involved. It's a bit, it's very, it's very messy. Um, and so kind of the loss of their friend and mentor, Brian Epstein, the difference in interest between the group and egos, it, it wins out and the Beatles were officially done. The Beatles are done. And doesn't Paul do it to promote his solo album? Yeah, Paul sends out like a press release mm. that is all, it's like a Q&A that he has with himself. <laughs> um, that's included with all the promotional copies of the McCartney album. Mm. And it's like various questions and like all the, all of them are basically like, do you foresee yourself working with the Beatles again? No. Right. Uh, you know, do you foresee a time when Lennon and McCartney will write together again? No. Um, so he basically drops the bomb that he's asked John to keep quiet for yeah. six months Absolutely. and takes John's thunder, which infuriates John. Yeah. Because yeah. John likes to have the credit. Well, of course. <laughs> Um, yeah. And so this leads us up to 1971. So John has already released a non-Beatles album uh, the previous year with Plastic Ono Band. And it's, he's following it up with Imagine. He partners again with Phil Spector, who he'd already worked with on, on Let It Be. Uh, and he gets some of the guys from Plastic Ono Band as well on board the bassist, I believe. Um, but most notably, in my opinion, he brings on George Harrison. So George plays on five of the tracks. Um, and George was invited onto the album after he and John had a short jam se- session in New York. And um, and yeah, this is where we're up to. So Beatles are done. He's not talked to Paul in a couple of years. He's 
fed up or if he has talked to Paul, it won't be happy words anyway. Um, and um, and yeah, this is where he's at. He's at releasing his second album uh, as a solo artist. And there's a little bit of competition, isn't there, between mm. them. So George releases an album the year before as well, which yeah. is amazing. All Things Must Pass. Paul is releasing... But really, like, I think John's looking in the distance like, I want to be Paul. Yeah. You know, I, and I think they're both in the... So they've always had this competition, but mm. now it's not kind of together. Mm. It's now against each other, yeah. isn't it? And so yeah. It's, I think they're all kind of jockeying for position as far as, like, who's the big breakout Beatle? Because, mm. you know, George yeah. comes on strong with All Things Must Pass. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think, I think that's the first one that really hits, like commercially yeah because mccartney's first solo album was successful but didn't have any real single at the time like maybe i'm amazed i think didn't hit until a few years later when they released a live version yeah, of it yeah. the live version um, is so, incredible yeah, yeah yeah so then george comes out and my sweet lord's a hit um uh, uh what is life is a hit um and you know he kind of has this big breakout moment um and then Paul puts out um, Ram, which, you know, at the time, it seems crazy. Uh, the press kind of drags it and yeah, says yeah. it's not a great record. Um, they're wrong. Which They're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, Plastic Ono Band, which is a great album, was not a radio successful album. Nice. It's, you know, it's not a very pop-friendly album. I apologize. Somebody is cutting their grass outside. <laughs> That's all right. Um, so, you know, everyone's looking to get kind of the first, you know, big hit and get public perception back on their side. And I think Imagine is John's attempt to take kind of the same um, content of Plastic Ono Band, but make it more palatable for the general public yeah. and try to get that hit. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. And so this is kind of jockeying for positions, like Jonathan said. Yeah. And so it's a funny time to be a Beatle. And actually, I, I think they might have thought, like, oh, we'll leave the Beatles, but we'll still, like, be popular. Do you know, and we'll yeah. still be as big, and, mm -hmm. we'll do, and I'll have it all for myself. Or yeah. or I'll just keep releasing great music. And we find out that the longer they go on, the kind of, you know, the Beatles are amazing at self-editing and, like, helping each other yes. out. All this writing, like, they, there aren't many songs where you go, that is rough. Yeah. <laughs> that is really rough. <laughs> or like the singles, you're like, that is a tune. That's a banger. Yeah. But all of a sudden you realize, oh, you're now releasing things that sound a bit dated, that don't sound as good. And so here, <laughs> just smacking Sorry. my <laughs> I do it too. <laughs> and Very so, strongly so this is where we're at. Yeah. And so it's quite an interesting time for all of them. Mm. Why don't we take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to do a deep dive yeah. into this album head first head first awesome amazing so let's talk about imagine by john lennon mm -hmm. so imagine is his second uh, album that is you know just an album by himself with yoga ono and phil specter um also producing and it's a small uh, band arrangement but it's got big like kind of a lush sound in contrast to what came just before. Um, and like Jonathan said, like the, we're looking for that hit, basically. And so what better way to start with Imagine, basically? Exactly. So this <laughs> title song, basically, you know, our airport is called the John Lennon Airport. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it has on it, like, Imagine There's No Heaven. Yeah, above his only sky. Above his only Plastered sky, everywhere. <laughs> and so, and so, Imagine the, There's No Baggage Fees. <laughs> 
Come on, I, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Right. Uh, and so basically, this is like iconic mm. Lenin and a lot of the themes that we're going to talk about. And I mean, it's all just John Lennon in a nutshell, isn't it? You can kind of, it's all, some of the themes here are like peace and love, uh, but then it's got the politics in there. And as well as the peace and love, we also have like, just scathing attacks on bashing Paul. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. on Paul at the same time so you know and at the same time it's like imagine no possessions but you know this guy is incredibly rich <laughs> so um, <laughs> right. it's kind of like a funny yeah John is basically just a big contradiction yeah <laughs> throughout yeah. a lot of his career and a lot of his life but I think... and that's kind of the great thing though because like what's more human than just being like the walking contradiction like who <laughs> oh, among man. us is not constantly contradicting themselves in some massive way yeah exactly exactly and so and i'm gonna put out there this Mm. is why john is my favorite okay because i think i can relate the most to john (laughs) in just to kind of like i don't know he's got this these vicious attacks but he does want the best he never really kind of gets there (laughs) 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 uh, in his own personal life but um yeah this is why he's my least favorite is it oh Oh. grace wants perfection (laughs) <laughs> so all your and that comes yeah. that comes in the form of Paul McCartney. So um so yeah, so this album did really well. Um and by nineteen ninety one, guys, mm. it gone two times platinum. Wow. Uh, so it's it's done well and it's a big album and why don't we talk about some of our experiences listening to it? Mm. Uh, for me it was not my first time listening to it. Grace, it was your first time. Yeah, all I had heard was Imagine. And that was it. And so it was a fresh album. What about you guys? I guess, Jonathan, this was, this is a staple for you. Yeah. Not my first time listening. Um, I think it was maybe my first time listening with real, like studious intent, Mm -hmm. um, to kind of like make notes on things. Um, but I think, and also kind of the first time I tried to like put down like my feelings about the record. Mm -hmm. Cause I, there's, there's a sonic thing about it. That's very, uh, feel based for me, um, like it's musically very emotive. Um, yeah, if that makes sense. Like there's a feeling as as overplayed as Imagine may be as a song, it's overplayed for a reason because as a track, it's so pretty, it's so beautiful yeah. and so lush, but it's also so understated. Like no one's doing anything complicated. Everything is there just to serve the lyric. So it makes that kind of shine. And I think that's a theme throughout the record where everything serves the lyric. So the feeling of whatever he's writing about or talking about is really what you get from the track. Yeah. Um, and I think that works in songs like Jealous Guy, yeah. um, which, God, that makes you feel something, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, or how is kind of in the same vein, too, yeah. where, like, even if you're feeling really great about life and you listen to how you're like, man, I've got some deep thoughts, yeah, <laughs> got some deep emotions to deal with. Yeah. Um, I love the record, though. I think it's a fantastic album. This is kind of your... I think this was your first time listening to the whole thing, though, huh? It was. Um, I've obviously heard some of the songs on it, but to sit down and listen to the album as a whole, that was that was my first time. Amazing. Yeah. So good. So why don't, why don't we take it in turn to say what we thought about okay. it? Grace, I was going to pick on you first, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but, uh, Jonathan's already done a little bit of it. So, Adam, what, what do you... Tell me about it. What are your thoughts? This album, guys. This album, I'm going to say right now, uh, name me a bad song on it. 
Wow. Name wow. me wow. a bad song on it. I don't know where Let me just I get the list. Oh, wow. I can, <laughs> Chris, please. Now, please. I, could, I could name maybe a lackluster song on it. Go on, Jonathan. Like, I don't know that I think It's So Hard is a great John Lennon song. Mm. Um, yeah. That's like the one song on the record that I think it finishes and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> on to the next one. Uh, there's nothing bad about it. It's just kind of... Yeah. The thing that I read was when they were building the studio at his house, that was what they kind of tested everything on. Oh, right. okay. Just like a basic kind of 12-bar blues, mm. simple thing. Um, and it it kind of feels like that. But it's also interesting that like that's one of the songs that he played live yeah. Uh, yeah. when he played uh, Madison Square Garden. Mm. Um, so it's interesting that that's one of the ones that he thought was worthy of, you know, Pulling off in a concert. Yeah, definitely. It's not a bad song. I just no, don't it's think not. it's great. Although I kind but of, I think he like kind of embraces like that sound more than the others as the later on he goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure I like I like it he, that sound. He but... loves the saxophone. I realize later on he yeah. loves uh, the whatever saxophone. gets you through the night. <laughs> God, he loves the saxophone. I don't want to say he goes disco, but he does like whatever gets you through the night. It's such an interest. It's not on this album, but it's such an interesting Lennon song because it's very different from your rock and roll songs in my opinion but yeah. but yeah mm-hmm. apart from that one it's so hard name me a bad song from the <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah. that, that one is a bit yeah lackless. but this album's kind of got a bit of everything so it, it's honest songs like Jealous Guy and Oh My Love Oh My Love is so beautiful mm-hmm. it's dead dead beautiful um, it's gritty songs like Give Me Some Truth and I Don't Want to Be a Soldier um, and then it's a bit fun Oh Yoko um, Crippled Inside um, they're quite fun Um yeah. Crippled inside is a bit, I don't know what you call it, almost like country it's rock. It's country, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just, at the end, it's got the slide on it, which I believe George Harrison plays, the Dobro on it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's great. Um, I think probably my, my favourite song on the album, if we're doing that. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Give Me Some Truth. Um, just because yeah. it's relevant yes. today. It's relevant forever. Politicians will change, but the questions remain the same. Um, mm-hmm. You know, why are you lying to us? Just give me some truth. That's true. Stop trying to sell us down the river. And that's a strong John vocal, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It really is. Like, there's footage. Um, we watched last night uh, the film Above Us Only Sky, which is a oh, nice. documentary about the making of the album. And watching him do that vocal, he's so seething during mm. the whole thing. You can just see that frustration. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like it. It sounds like he's just, you know, teeth bearing, just angry. He yeah. believes it. That's what you yeah. get as well. And I think that's when John is at his best, when he's got a bit of conviction about it. So like in in the Beatles days, help. He's crying out for help. So he's and it comes across almost in his vocal as a happy a song as it is, it, it comes across in his vocal. And I think that's when John really shines is when he believes what he's singing. And and yeah, it comes across in, in this. Really when I listened to this for the first time and Gimme Some Truth came up, mm. I paused it and turned to John then and I said why are all these people covering Imagine when Give Me Some Truth is right yeah. there? Yeah. Like, why? I, like, I don't know if you guys saw sort of at the beginning of quarantine, like a bunch of celebrities like yeah, yeah. did this like yeah. campy Imagine thing. And I'm like, no one wants, like everyone was like, shut up, famous rich people. Like, shut up, shut up. And um, it, it's just like, there's this other song that like, speaks to the moment mm. so much more mm-hmm. that's right there on the same album yeah. go for that one yeah. do it 
there's only one cover of that that I know of that was recent. Mike Portnoy from oh, Dream nice. Theatre. Oh, yeah. oh. He he covered it. Um, I don't know whether it's this year or whether it's last year, but he, and he's a big Beatles fan and big John Lennon fan. And yet Billy he, Joe Armstrong from Green Day okay, put nice. up a cover of it uh, a couple of months ago. Okay. On uh, on social media, he was doing like a bunch of like covers and stuff yeah, just yeah, for nice. fun, and he did that one and. Uh, it was okay. It was very much like a kind of Green Day thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. yeah. The Mike Portnoy one is quite scathing as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's got a it, venom in it. It's basically an anti Donald Trump uh, <laughs> anthem for him. He's like going yeah. for it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But he's like putting the middle finger up twice. He's like absolutely going <laughs> for it in this video. <laughs> nice. But, it's pretty, but he plays everything on it as he well. He plays everything like, on it, which is great. pretty cool. So, uh, oh, he's wow. a talented dude. Yeah, he is a talented dude. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, it's good. So, um, but those are my, my thoughts on the album. Yeah. Just. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. You know, you said Oh Yoko. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite love songs. That mm. Okay. Yeah. I, re- I really love it. Yeah. And when I hear that song, I think about my wife. I'm yeah. like, oh. Yeah. It's getting soppy, guys. We're getting soppy. <laughs> but I just like, I don't know what it is, but I just think, yeah, that, that is just real love. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not a Beatles Jump on. What I like about that is because it's so real and because it's not like grandiose, oh, I'm going to you know, stand on the bow of a ship and declare my love for you. It's, I'm in the middle of a shave, I'm in the middle of a bath, and I'm thinking about my, my lovely wife. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice that way. It's more honest. Yeah. And, yeah. So good. It's good, very good. I was thinking, you know, on that song, like, it's so bouncy and so happy. And like you said, the lyric is so simple, and that's all it needs. Mm. And it's it's kind of a trick that he also pulls in um, I Want You, She's So Heavy. Yeah. Where, yeah. like, the music itself says all you need to know about the topic. So good. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Grace, tell us, give, give us all your thoughts about this album. I mean, to be honest, a lot of it's already been said. We were talking on the way, me and Adam were talking on the way about when you go like af- after someone in the podcast and yeah. they're saying things you can say, and you're like, oh God, and you're trying to write something else that you can say, and you're like, oh. God. That's why I like going first. <laughs> 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 Um, but no, I enjoyed Crippled Inside, mm, Oh Yoko. Right. They're really fun. Mm. Quite like, well, not once in life. Like, I think. <laughs> They're as lively as it's going to get on this album. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> because overall, just to be the controversial one here, yeah. I was saying to Adam, I found the album pretty boring. Crazy. Pretty boring. <gasps> I just, but I think that's because of my feelings towards John. He is my least like favourite beat. I just, I don't like him. I just think he was an idiot. Like, just you know, I mean, that's like, just rest in peace, John. But um, <laughs> but just make sure it's peaceful. But just, yeah, just rest there. Just, wow. <laughs> just keep resting. <laughs> oh my God. I, yeah, I just think, and especially during this phase, and him and Yoko, and just. So we said. Ugh. I mean, you guys put a post up, no Yoko bashing. But I mean, this this yeah. might be the fit. You're yeah. not really a Yoko fan. Not, but, and so I've written here. Oh, Yoko is the most fun. I enjoy it, but I don't want to enjoy it. Oh. Because I don't <laughs> enjoy. It. But if it's fun, then you got to enjoy it. I know, but I'm angry at myself that I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's good. I like the lyrics of. Um, where are we? Oh, look, give me some truth, like you said. Yeah. Uh, jealous guy, good lyrics, but musically, I'm bored. I'm, I'm jealous bored. guy. Yeah, I'm bored when I listen to it. There's quite a few on there that I just like halfway through. I'm like, okay, come on. But it's deliberate. It's deliberate, like Jonathan was saying. It does have that deliberate, like yeah. sparseness. And because of that, 
It's right the whole app. I'm just like, oh. Well, can I just go? Right, sorry, guys. We're about to have a full on. <laughs> we did do it. Go. Do it. By Taylor Swift. And you said it was amazing. It's and different. I, oh, that it, is the most no. tame album I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I went to see if one of them too. knocks over the thing of water <laughs> and the argument just skyrockets. <laughs> and I'm just in the middle of it, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's good chill and it's bad chill. This is annoying. This is annoying. But it. what about how the fact that. So. It's no secret. John Lennon, a bit of a horrible person towards the women in his life. He was a bit abusive. So this is him kind of not atoning for it. Definitely not. Not making excuses, but he's just being honest about about his flaws and his faults. And isn't that beautiful? Isn't it great that the music Mm. serves it? But if you're going to be like that, I don't think singing a lovely song is enough to... Yeah. I don't think I don't think that either. Just but, to get political here, I don't know. I'm not going to say you should be forgiven for beating up. Yeah. Well, I think that brings up an, an interesting point: is you know what is expected of an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if John is singing "Imagine" uh, from inside of a studio that he's built uh, inside of a gigantic mansion yeah. Yeah. Uh, that he's probably paid cash for, um, <laughs> and he's talking about "Imagine No Possessions." Does that hypocrisy negate the message? Is he expected to follow through in some other way? If he's writing a song about apologizing for how he's treated his partner or or his son or someone like that, Mm. what is he like? What is the expected atonement outside of that? Yeah, Yeah, true. You know, and considering like that, Imagine Song was used as such a, a symbolic, you know, movement. Almost. Yeah. Really well. There he is. Yeah, with his lovely big house. And his... So it's just a bit all talk for you. Yeah. That's it's a bit, well, live it then. Come on, John. Wow. Come on, John. Do soon. You guys have kind of talked me around because I am kind of like, well, that is true. There's no, no, <laughs> there is, no well, there is no integrity, is there, exactly. if we're just singing about it? But when Well, not. one of the things that I, I... I wish I'd had more time to look into, like, his their philanthropic hmm. uh, efforts at yeah. this time. Like, I know they were... Uh, participating in marches and rallies and things like that. And especially once he got over, in, once they got to New York, they got yeah. really political and really mm-hmm. into different organizations. And I'm curious, like, well, you know, how did you support them aside from just like lending your name to the cause? Yeah. You know, and getting were a picture you... taken doing it. Right. Like, were you sending money anywhere? Like, yeah. what were you doing to like put your money where your mouth is? Yeah. Um, I, I think that they did do a good bit of that kind of backing of different causes. I just don't know exactly how. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm curious to know, you know, what you did. And George has kind of the same thing. You know, he's singing, you know, My Sweet Lord and singing about, you know, the material world. But he lives in, like, this gigantic cartoon yeah. castle, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and has, like, 18 cars. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah. I think there's always that weird duality that especially when it comes to successful artists um, is the expectation of, you know, from people like us, like, well, what are you guys going to do about it with all your money? You know, what do we want them to do? Do we want John to live like a pauper and go, you know, live in like a one bedroom apartment, but also still make great records? I don't know. So good. I think the only two things I can think of that George and John did. So George obviously has the concept for Bangladesh. Um, which I suppose might have raised some money from the record sales from it and things like that. Mm. And I know John did the, uh, I can't remember the name of the song, some fellow was put in prison in Ireland 
and he put like, John Sinclair. John Sinclair, yeah. And if you had the look of the Irish show, I know he does that. I don't know whether he puts a concert on for him. But like you said, aside from those you know, two things, what else are they doing? They talk a great game. I don't want to be a soldier, mm-hmm. you know, but but yeah, is he sending money? Is he you know, he sends back his MBA membership of the British Empire or whatever as an anti war protest, but is he doing anything beside yeah. that? You know, and you're right. I have to I would have to think they probably did more than we could find out because I feel like that kind of thing, like now, especially like celebrities are uh, kind of expected to say, Oh, well, I'm, you know, post on Instagram. Like I'm so excited to partner with UNICEF and donate $5 million. Mm-hmm. Whereas back then I think an accountant probably said, in addition to being a really good thing to do, if you give $2 million to, blah 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 foundation it's a tax write-off um, so it's you know i think they probably just did it and didn't say anything yeah it's so interesting because i know like nowadays yoko is very active with giving money to, to different organizations mm. and she has a bunch of you know charities that she that that she set up for things and Paul does a bunch of stuff, and I yeah. have to think Ringo probably does too. Yeah, yeah I um, and I guess there's a bit to be said for using the platform that you have. Yeah, you know, Definitely. like with the the bed, you know, the bed to, in, yeah, the bed in, you know, like using your voice. That you know, when John Lennon speaks, the press shows up and they write about it. Like it doesn't yeah. matter what he's saying; they're gonna write about it and put it out there. So mm-hmm. if he says, you know you know, we should stop wars and, you know, like all these things that he believes in, they're, they're going to write about it and it's going to get in front of people and maybe that sways some people. I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. a good point. There's a, possibly, I know there's a quote from John Lennon. I remember watching a video and he's like very angry about it. And someone's like, well, why do you keep going on about this? He's like, cause we're going to talk about peace and talk about it so much that it's going to be like a commodity that people can sell. And then when mm-hmm. the, like the housewife will buy it like soap, something like that that's a really interesting point like you say like yeah when mm-hmm. he speaks the press are going to be there so mm-hmm. why not at least use your platform for mm-hmm. something yeah. you know better than yeah. talking mm-hmm. about opal de opal or whatever you know what i mean that, that <laughs> doesn't mean anything. <laughs> that means nothing you know you talk about penny lane but it means nothing but if you talk about you know yeah. we can end wars should we do a deep dive into opal de opal <sighs> though yeah absolutely <laughs> Yeah. I've got to do that at some point. That's coming up. I think that's why you came up in me, man. So, yeah. uh, amazing. <laughs> we'll have you guys on for that episode. Come on. <laughs> amazing. I'm sure Grace will have great things to say about it. So. Yes. <laughs> Grace amazing. is just like, I hate it. And then leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just storing it all up. That's fair enough. I don't think I have many thing, good things to say about it. To be fair, but, uh, we'll get on to it. We'll uh, Julia, so did you did you have like specific songs that stood out for you as well? You said some of them already, but were there any more that really stood out for you? Um, yeah, my biggest ones were "Give Me Some Truth" and "Oh Yoko." Like I, we're obviously a very pro Yoko household. We've established this, <laughs> yeah. um, but I think just like the simplicity of that song, like you guys said, like you know, you think about your wife when it comes on. I think about my husband of just like doing the mundane parts of life and just looking at that person that you've chosen to spend your life with and just being like, I love you. Like just like in the stupid parts of the day that are unremarkable and Mm -hmm. silly. And you're just like, I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that I'm glad that you're the person that I'm quarantined with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that really stood out for me. 
So I think the the part where Jonathan and I differed the most was on Jealous Guy. Uh, when it started, I was just like, oh, I feel this. Like you hurt this person that you care about and you're just like, I'm really sorry. I'm, I know this about myself. You know, I kind of messed up. Like, oh, my bad kind of thing. <laughs> and then he starts to whistle. And I feel like that really just takes all of the sincerity out of the song for me. Yeah, I thought that as well. I thought when I was, so I was watching a documentary and I was like, oh yeah, it's got a whistle solo. Like that, that doesn't really fit, does it? That's not really the vibe that you're going for really. But yeah, I thought. Yeah. Like, I, I always felt like the whistle solo, like it, he probably did it just in like his rough tracking with the idea of we'll put something else there. And then they just couldn't figure out what the thing, like what the overdub was, like what's the part. You're just a John Lennon apologist. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with not. you, Jonathan. I'm with you. I may be. I may <laughs> be. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting what we've been talking about, isn't it? Because mm. it's making me think about this album in a totally oh, different light, oh, actually. But um, I love that. Yeah, I know. Because Jealous Guy, I, I, did, I did sit there. So I was in the car and I was saying to Becky, like, there's something about that, isn't it? Like, doesn't it make you feel something really deep? She was, she was kind of like, no, not really. But, but, um, but I was kind of like, yeah, wait, we all feel like that. And it's like a universal thing where you're like, man, I've screwed up and mm-hmm. I need to change my behavior. Do you know what I mean? But, but then the whistle solo does now ruin it for me. But um, I like it. It is a jarring choice. Yeah. Like, it is surprising. It's, it's just a little too jaunty. Just, just a, just a hair too jaunty to like yeah. maintain the, the gravity of the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I started yeah. to wonder about that song as well because obviously that was written when the White Album was being written, and yeah. basically it was called Child of Nature oh, originally, and there was like terrible. <laughs> it is terrible. Like the lyrics are like, "I'm just a child of nature." Well, yeah, but even the verses something. are like, "I'm walking down the streets." You know, like yeah. it's, it's very basic. Yeah. But, but I kind of thought like. If he already had this in the bag, you know, when I watched the documentary, I was kind of like, he said, oh, so I've got these three new songs, but all the rest, oh yeah, I've just had for ages. So I was like, oh, so is this like something new? It's just that authenticity thing that I'm kind of like yeah. Now yeah. rethinking about. But um, If it's something he's always had in his back pocket, does it mean as much if it's rehearsed yeah. and it's... You've been mm. sitting on it on the side. Clearly, it didn't mean that much if you if you're just. I've just been a jealous guy for thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's done songs about being jealous before, hasn't he? On um, was it Beatles for Sale or Rubber Soul? You can't do that. That's yeah. all about yeah. jealousy and that. Oh, do you know what? Well, mm-hmm. um, I think this is definitely a better jealous side of John than we get earlier on because Oof. some of those yeah. lyrics are like, yeah, like I will kill you <laughs> if yeah. you go with him. <laughs> I will kill you if right I now. catch you talking to that guy again. <laughs> Yeah, that's the end. That's the end. That's a rough one. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah. Can we talk about how do you sleep? Oh, yes. Oh, right. I was going to bring this up. Wait, this annoys gra- me. Oh, Grace. It annoys me. It annoys you? It annoys me. I so much prefer Paul McCartney to John Lennon. So much. And I know that it's like, it's a, it's a clap back. He's, yeah. you know, he's retaliating. Yeah, that's it. Clap you know? back. Um, <laughs> But I'm like, would John take rise to it? I'm like, John, let it go. So Paul's okay throwing the first punch. No, but you can't fight fire with fire, John. But it's a subtle punch is the first thing. Mm. I think like too many people is like Julia was like, wait, that's that's a that's a stab at John. 
Like, because right. it's yeah. not super obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas but John like, is just like basically there's like no Paul. Subtlety. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> Everything Paul wrote is yeah. garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apart from the one song yesterday. Apart from one song. <laughs> Which was okay, you must have learned something at some point. Right. It's pretty clever though, right? Mm. Yeah. It's a pretty clever song. Yeah. Uh, like just a I'm an apologist over here as well, you know. Yeah. But it's a it's I have a, a hard time with it. Oh really? Like, Do you t- tell I, me why? I think the track itself is great. Like musically yeah, yeah. it's cool, it's a it grooves. It um does. I really like that. I th- I think the problem I have with the song is I think the attacks that he takes at Paul stuck really hard mm. um, in the press and in like public perception. Yeah. And I think Paul couldn't shake those attacks off yeah, for yeah. like 30 years. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Like for years he was just seen as like Mr. Happy Go Lucky, silly love songs, you know, not, not yeah. writing anything with real intent or, you know, gravity to it, which is total BS. Yeah. Um, and I think only now that he's like America, like the world's, you know, most favorite old grandpa yeah. Yeah. and everybody <laughs> loves him again. Like, you're like, wow, you're really a great writer. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I feel like lyrically it's kind of just uncalled for. Yeah. Um, and I think even Ringo apparently came by the studio and was like, okay, that that's maybe enough. Like maybe a little yeah. too far. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've always felt like it's just a little too much. Like even where like when he, at, at, in the chorus when it, when he gets to the how do you sleep at night and they put the delay on the t of yeah. night yeah. and it comes out like a snake. Like, like a snake. it's just like wow, like you're really pulling no, like you're mm. letting everything out here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know I think it's if Paul's a bit more subtle in his attacks and John is just like full out. Yeah. full on yeah you know it, it, it's it's almost kind of childish and just like yeah. well i'm gonna knock down the whole thing that we've built together just because yeah. i'm yeah. throwing a temper tantrum yeah and, and that is john that is what it's like he's just so he's <laughs> such a child but there is no subtlety is there no. and, yeah and but then fun. he's the jealous guy wow. yeah. you know like that's that that's that duality of like yeah. you know you could look even you could even look at jealous guy as him thinking about you know Paul's now got Linda and has left and John's jealous about that because that was his main relationship mm. for mm. 30 years and now he's gone and, and John's jealous of that. But yeah. at the same time, he wants to burn his house down. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then so he's it's... like, imagine we were all best friends. When I was watching this Imagine documentary, Yoko says, oh, these guys are playing too much. They're ad-libbing too much. They need to strip it back. And they strip it back and basically that's what you hear on the oh, album and so like i was like great call yoko that, that is actually so like the ep is like playing around everywhere it's like a basically a big solo um and she's like no don't well she's like john tell them no <laughs> but, uh, but yeah but i think it it's a well do you know what mary lyrically i need to look back but uh Lucky i think i think do you know the puns though i'm kind of into it do you know like he is it's i tell you it's clever it's john's writing because obviously john wrote poems first and he was a bit of a poet and i think it's that it's his it's his clever wordplay i think lyrically he's always been quite clever and i think it's that so it's uncalled for but it's pretty clever yeah. it reminds me <laughs> but it's of, yeah yeah it reminds me a lot like, of glass onion which with like the callbacks to different mm-hmm. songs and the clever kind of wordplay on it but yeah yeah yeah, I can play see it that. in your bedroom, but you don't need to release that song. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. To, to, to ruin someone's life. To be a bit, you know, opposite and 
maybe devil's advocate, whatever. I think it maybe might be a bit colourful. I know it's a lot, and yes, they are very scathing attacks, but, you know, this is your best mate who, yeah, you've fallen out with, but then your best mate takes you to court, wins, dissolves your partnership, you know, puts out publicly that he want, you want to leave before him and, and, you know, probably said some horrible stuff, shot down some ideas that you might have had, disparages your, your new relationship that you might have had, says something, you know, so I... You know, is it is it a harsh? Yeah, but I think whatever you say, for? it's pretty ugly, isn't it? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's they, ugly. Yeah, they, they do yeah. not like no. go lightly with this. No. They they are absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. But they they when they were doing it together, that's what you know. I, mean? I don't mm-hmm. know. I think people give the Beatles a lot of. So I was reading like some stuff about Cynthia Lennon and what she thought about John, and she's like, you know, in the end, he was pretty great. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's like, what? I, I know he didn't really mean it. I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. I think they get a bit of a light rap for things that yeah. happened. And especially, I mean, in this world with social media and all that stuff, I mean, you'd never get away with it. Yeah. Oh, he'd be cancelled yeah. for sure. There'd be, yeah. a, oh, yeah. there'd be a hashtag cancel John Lennon. I'd be surprised <laughs> yeah. it hasn't come out already. But you and me both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially. I'm like, man, I got a whole podcast enterprise about this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe let's not start this. Maybe not, yeah. Imagine we start it. That'd be Amazing. So why don't we take a break and we're going to talk about Open Up Your Head mm. by the Seagulls. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited for that. So let's do it. All right. Okay, so welcome back. We are going to talk about Open Up Your Head by the Seagulls. And the Seagulls are an English indie rock band uh, formed in 2015 in London. And they were signed by uh, to Polydor. And they are known for you know their live performances. Right. Really great. We should go and see them, guys. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm, we're basically ready to go back and see bands. I mean, mm. it's not going to happen for a long time. But <laughs> yeah. now I'm like, come <laughs> on. We'll be I the first ones. Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, and just indie anthems. And mm. so uh, this is their first album. They've had like three or four EPs before this time. Um, and here we are with their first album. I thought, you know, killer-esque. You know, yes. a bit of the yeah. killers in there. A bit of the Wombats. Definitely. I really love it. 1975. A bit of 1975s. Not my vibe, really, for you know, but there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so I I really enjoyed this album. And so basically, the lead singer, uh, Henry Camomile, which is a great name. Wow. Yeah. It's a very, uh, that's not a real name. No. Well, <laughs> Henry Camomile. It's very like romantic. I don't know, the new romantic <laughs> rock stars these days <laughs> call themselves after tea. Okay, that's the way. <laughs> Johnny, it was Johnny Rotten. Now it's, you know, Mr. Chamomile. <laughs> yeah, well, it's changed. Senor Oolong. Is that what's next? <laughs> Billy Twinings. <laughs> there we go, Mr. Twinings. That's a good one. I'll go with that. Uh, so he would sit in his car at the end of a gig and he'd just be like sobbing and he'd be like in tears, crying, and he wouldn't know. Like he would, he wouldn't want to tell the band that he just had this amazing high, but then was feeling so low, basically. Oh, wow. And so it takes a little bit uh, of time, and he just didn't understand it. And basically, he had an accident in a bar where, uh, kind of like 
where you go down to get the beers. And this is going to show how often I go to a pub. The, which the beer is, cellar. The beer cellar. <laughs> yeah. thank, thank you. Adam knows that I'm going to have to be filled in because otherwise, otherwise I just don't know what I'm talking I mean, about. I probably got that wrong. Someone so the door me. of the beer cellar hit him on the head Ooh. right while he was working. Oh. And it actually caused him to have all of these like problems after the time. Mm. And this freak accident has actually led him to have him to deal with some of these now things that he feels, these emotions that he feels. And so uh, the album, Open Up Your Head, is actually him Whoa. expressing those emotions, actually getting them out. That's good. It's good, isn't it? Good. I mean, it's not great for him, but well, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I hope he's feeling good now. <laughs> but he channeled it really well. But he, yeah, he's channeling it in this artistic way. And here we have uh, this debut album. And so what did we think about it? Guys, why don't we start with, with you guys, Jonathan <laughs> and Julia. What did you think of this album? Is, uh, is, the, is the album made up of songs of off of the ep i just i was curious off, off of their eps i was just curious about that i'm not sure if they are or not but they have some of the songs have definitely been written like 2015 so i, I okay know, i know that they've been written written over a five-year period so. okay okay that that actually makes uh makes some sense i we had never heard of sea girls prior mm-hmm. to this um but yeah you know i thought there's a lot of really great moments on them that I thought there were some lyrics that I thought were really good that kind of would stick out here and there. Um, I think they write really good hooks, like their choruses can be really good. Um, the biggest complaint I have about it is the production on it. Right. A lot of it sounds very, ironically, very 2015, like kind of that like... American authors had like a big hit at the time. I don't know if y'all heard yeah. them. Um, yeah. What was their song? Uh, the best day of my life. Yeah. 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 Um, it reminded me a lot of that. Um, right. There were a lot of times where the, every, you know, the, the production just sounded very, very glossy. The drums were kind of very programmed. Um, the back half of the record, which, doesn't seem to be quite as like singles heavy sounds more like a band than the front half. Um, and I think I enjoyed some of that more. Um, I don't know. There, there were, there, I felt like on the whole, they were, there were some really good moments that never coalesced into like great moments to make like what I thought was a great record. Um, there were some parts that were definitely like super catchy. Um, but on the whole, I found myself kind of like, I feel like I've heard versions of this yeah. Yeah. Um, from other bands. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that yeah. does make sense. What do you think? I don't know if you guys are going to like my opinion. That's so good. <laughs> Go for it. I didn't like it at all. Okay. Um, oh, I shouldn't say at all. Like Jonathan said, there were moments where it was like very catchy. Um, but other than that, um, I feel like every song sounds like a bad ripoff of a, right. something that another band has done before. Mm. Like The Killers, U2, The National, The Strokes, Kings of Leon, like literally ripped off the Pixies. Yeah, yeah. When I got to that song, I was so mad. I like paused it and like screamed. I was like, no, no, this is egregious. I'm sorry that we made you do that. <laughs> it's fine. I get very, Why would you do this to us? I get very passionate about music sometimes. It's Amazing. not you guys. It's not this one record. This is a regular occurrence in this house. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I wrote down, it somehow feels uninspired, but also completely inspired by other bands at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) 
Like some of the moments felt like too on the nose. Like for things that sounded like the killers, it was like, wow, this is this, this a is new killer killers. song? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. No, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I think I get that. my notes on damage done is Brandon Flowers called. He wants his sound back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't think it was bad though. Uh, it was an enjoyable listen. I did feel like after a while it kind of became background music though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah. No, I feel like I've sucked all the air out of the room, and I'm sorry. No, that's no. no that's, that's we'll be ending the call here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on Elvin Love. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. No, We're I... deleting this whole episode. You'll be hearing from Seagirls' lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Following the who. Um, I agree. No, I, I agree. And um, there's one thing on that kind of inspired by there is a song um, called "Do You Really Want to Know," which the chorus is just Stacy's mum. It's just the chorus to stay. <laughs> like the, I'm pretty sure the chords are the same, and song. you can sing. I mean, too, it's an absolute banger. But if you sing, like Stacey's mom, I think it's the second half of the chorus. If you sing the chorus to Stacey's mom at the top of it, it fits perfectly with the lyrics and wow. everything. I think it's wow. even in the same key. So yeah, Stacey's mom are also adding to that class action lawsuit. It's just, <laughs> um, but I've put down. It's just your standard poppy indie fair. It's like nothing great it's like catfish and the bottleman it's like you know all the bands you guys mentioned um a couple of good songs that i enjoyed call me out it was good mm-hmm. violent got better towards the end of the song there's a few yeah. like, down breaks yeah. and stuff like that um yeah so not bad not great it's just you know it's it's your porridge it's it's not bad it's not great <laughs> you can add things to it that make it better but have those things been added to this album probably not mm-hmm. um so yeah, it's not not a not a not a strong one yeah, after okay. after last week, which was pretty pretty yeah. strong. But yeah, there we go. Grace, I, what do you want me to say? Are you about to say I love this album? This is the best <laughs> thing I've ever listened to. No, no, no. I this mean, is on Grace's top ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it may be top three. <laughs> she will not accept our Instagram follower. <laughs> Um, no, I, I mean, I definitely obviously enjoyed it more than imagined. That is crazy, right? I decided before <laughs> I decided before this whole thing so that angry. I was going to like it anyway more. <laughs> we're, we're gonna... Before you even listen, you're like, nope. <laughs> you invited we're gonna, her onto We're going to have a fall now. <laughs> El Triplitos? No, no. Yeah. No, no, no more. Right, um, carry on. But no, I agree that you're saying it is very, like... It's it's all been it's been done before. You've heard it before. Mm. It is just a replication of many different bands. Sure. But it's weird because with each new song, I think it sounds like a new band. You're like, oh, this song sounds like the Killers, or this song sounds like yeah. This yeah. Each new song sounds like another person. So yeah, it's been done before. It's nothing new. Um, but there were a couple that I liked. Call me out. I love a halftime. Yeah, come on. I love a halftime breakdown. To be fair. Come on. <laughs> yeah, just come as on. soon as that came in, I was like, it's my favourite. Yep. <laughs> um, and then Weight and Gold and Violet as well. I thought they were pretty catchy. Right. Um, but I agree, some of the songs on there definitely can become like background noise and definitely mm-hmm. are just sort of like a bit monotonous. I heard them all, heard them all before. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I can hear them, you know, they, you know be a good band to go yeah. see in a gig or whatever. You could yeah. have a good dance. Would you... I think this might be the new question we should Go ask. For it. Would you include any of these songs on a road trip playlist? I, maybe call me out. Okay. Do you know, what? I put transplants in my songs to listen to. I was like, it went in my playlist, like my yeah. 2020 playlist. Yeah. I really liked it. I was really yeah. into it. And I, I thought like the theme is kind of catchy. Like it's kind of an interesting theme. Mm. And it's catchy. Uh, the problem I have with it, right, is when we were listening to the Wombats five years ago. Yes. 
they stopped well they stopped doing all the synthy stuff or really heavy synth production stuff because it was dating really quickly and so by mm. the time you got three years later they basically were just doing guitars again and there's some synths in the background mm. mm-hmm. and i kind of feel like well i've basically got a problem with everything we've listened to this year production wise i've got a real <laughs> real problem in fact the john legend album was the only one where i've gone i love the production what about that. the jewelry film it's okay but now i feel like it's dated and that's right. only like yeah, that's true it's only four months ago and i'm like oh, kind of mm-hmm. i'm fed up of hearing every week i say the same thing but <laughs> i'm fed up of hearing pads yeah. i'm fed up of hearing yeah. loads yeah. of synths when it, they don't really have any depth to them they're not interesting they're pretty dull and i i did enjoy this album i didn't really have a problem with it um but then i didn't i didn't like the drum sounds on it particularly i didn't really have anything for me but then i did think well Maybe we should go and see these live because that's where we might find that they bring. So they're they're known for they're known as a live band. Yeah, they're known as a live band. Yeah, Yeah. but is that which is interesting because I didn't think there were many songs that like would be like real bangers in a live scene. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a couple like Mm -hmm. I thought Transplant would probably work well live. Um, Violet, obviously, that would probably kill live. But the others are kind of all, and I guess maybe do you really want to know? Might work, but the others are kind of all like kind of yeah. mid-tempo mm-hmm. and i one of the things i felt like i always feel like a good song should kind of go up and down and kind of ebb and flow throughout and like there needs to be like kind of a build-up and a release and like a mm-hmm. crescendo type thing yeah. and i felt like they were really good at always getting their energy and their feel to like a seven yeah okay and then like breaking down to like a three Right. Like they, they do a lot of breakdowns, yeah. but then when the chorus comes back in, they're just back at that seven. Yeah, like they that. never like kick it up to that last mm-hmm. kind of big yeah. finale that you want. And it kind of made me always go like, where is it? <laughs> like, yeah. Where's yeah, the payoff here? You know, yeah, I yeah, get that. Definitely. And that's what you want, isn't it? You want those 10 moments. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, you have to have at least like every now and then it doesn't have to be every song, No, no. but like at least it. now and then on the record, you got to have one. Mm. Yeah. Lack of dynamics. Yeah, a little bit. We mm-hmm. use like a gear system thing, don't we? Where we go up to five. Well, yeah. when I'm like music director, I yeah. use like a up to five, and that where that's where we're trying to get to. It's like we will have a few fives in there, but but yeah, but it's the same thing. That I I thought it was okay, but I I really have a problem with. Well, I have a problem with music in this country at the moment and the yeah. production. Yeah. But I just am so it's so stale at the moment. Yeah. But um, and it's the same way here. Like as as far as like indie rock or just rock rock doesn't even really exist at this point here mm. like it you get the only time you really get rock at this point is like if the foo fighters or green yeah. day release a record yeah. and yeah. that's like the most guitar you get every couple yeah. years well these people who like have still being snide about the like the guitar is dead kind of thing mm. i'm kind of like i'd rather have the guitar dead yeah. than what than the everything else that I'm, <laughs> I'm getting because right. i'm like this is killing me over here like i'm really not enjoying mm-hmm. that for that why don't we mm. go around and say, w- I mean, it's pretty clear for us. <laughs> would you rather have this album here that we've just been talking about uh, by Seagulls or would we rather have John Lennon's Imagine? And Grace, I'm, I am going to kick off right because <laughs> this is this is really getting me down every week. The way you treated, the way you treated Neil Young was one thing. No, Neil Young. Oh, <sighs> I'm still. Yeah. Right. So you'd rather have Seagulls. Is that what you're going with? I can't even look at it. It's you. very close. It's right. very close. Right, don't we won't actually like I mean It is very close, but 
to which one I'd go back and listen to again more regularly. Yeah, probably see girls. So you're getting rid of Imagine by John Lennon. Because mm. okay. that's the question. Voted the song of the century. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting rid of that. But I also, like, imagine... Because you me, love a half-time ima- piece, right? Great. <laughs> Big one, I'll tell you what. I'll do your version, do you know what I mean? I'll put a half-time beat all A over. half-time breakdown. Imagine. <laughs> It's already, I, it's already a ballad, so it's going to be pretty slow. <laughs> but I hate the song Imagine. And that is like the most famous one on the album. And I think it's because part, partly because I work with children. And like every time children are doing some kind of performance, they're always singing Imagine and they probably do sign language to it. And I'm everyone talking cries. about your school. Man, have them, sing, have them sing Give Me Some Truth. Oh, imagine. I, <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's step this up. <laughs> Kids got to get real just, at a younger age. Just these militant Time to radicalize. Children. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> radicalize the children. Get on it, Grace. What are you doing? We're never gonna have true progress. We don't stop coddling these kids. Yeah. Radicalize the children. I'm pretty sure you can get put on a watch list for saying that. <laughs> right. Better on your podcast than ours. <laughs> yeah. Well, better so, yeah, you said it than me. Yeah. Okay, so you'd rather have seagulls. That's yeah, what we're going to yeah. Adam? Imagine all day long every second time. Yeah. Yep. Imagine all day for me. Yeah. What about you guys? Uh, imagine without a question. Come on. I'm going to take the Danger Mouse mashup of seagull, seagulls covering Imagine. Oh. That's, that's inevitably coming at some point. I hate you. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Why no. are you like this? <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm, I'm taking Imagine. Amazing, Obviously. brilliant. And so, what we'd like to do is rate <laughs> Imagine mm-hmm. the album that we've been listening to out of five. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, let's go with you guys first. So, I mean, I'm not sure, Grace. We're going to you last oh. this time, so I can't, <laughs> you know, I can't wait. But smart, smart. So, out of five, what would you give Imagine by John Lennon? I give it a four and a half. Ooh. I I have a clarification question. Yes. Mm. Is it zero to five or one to five? Yeah, z- zero to five, yeah, you can. Zero to five, okay. Great. But uh, I'm definitely not giving it a zero. You can give that, it a zero. Before you... we go on that, Grace, you give this zero and you... You're out. You are out. <laughs> There's no way. I, I'll say it if you won't. Me, you are gone. Me and Adam will vote you out. Can well, I find someone else to do it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> this might be... So, so this is the second uh, podcast we've been guests on, and it might be the second one we've broken up. <laughs> Amazing. Um, uh, Take that, Blotto Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say uh, zero to five. I would say a good four. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's go four, guys. Go on. I'm giving it a five. Come on. Uh, and not only am I giving it a five, on. it's going in my Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, come on. That's my third one. Yeah. So we've got Freewheel and Bob Dylan. Yeah. Even though we just made you really think. It made me think, Grace. I was thinking, why is Grace here? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> no. How oh, yeah, harsh. Give me the water. <laughs> you, know, the, you get no oh. water. The other week when Adam was accused of being horrible to the woman. There we are. Yeah. For them. So wow. it's a five for me. No wonder you love John Lennon. I did put Miles. Da- <laughs> I did put Miles Davis in my uh, top ten as well, which is weird. You know. Okay, you did. Really Why? But for the wrong album. Right. Okay. Right. And, uh, and here we are. No pleasing. Some people and are. This is honestly one of my favorite albums of all time. Wow. Yeah. No question. So wow. there you go. Adam. This won't be a surprise. It's a five and it's going in the top ten. All right. And it's just, it's John. so predictable. John freaking Winston Lennon. 
Oh, it's the best. Yeah, get in the bin, John. No, no. That's how you finish. The man is my musical hero. I bought an Epiphone Casino purely because he. Me too. Oh, me too. I took the pit guard off it because he's got one. Me too. Come on, Shaq. Get it out. Come on. Uh, it's the best and i just i want to wear round glasses i want to wear a fair coat and stand on a rooftop and scream all i want is you i want it all you're gonna take some lsd and just uh, you know what if it got me to be with john absolutely (laughs) it would make make your dislike of john more bearable and i'm I'm massively biased because you know i think anything to do with the beatles or any of those four guys it's gonna be high for me but this album is full of honesty full of truth full of love bring it on I'm not going to surprise you as much as you think. <laughs> it's going to be a 0.5. I prefer this to Neil Young. Oh, good. Great. I think Neil Young has been my least favourite so far. Okay. Ooh. So you gave yeah. that a 2, right? I, I did. think that's right. I did. Yeah. So I'm going for a 2.5. I thought you were going to go 2.1. 2.1. So you're going for a half then? I'm going for half, that's yeah. Half. It wasn't 5. terrible. For as, for as harsh a review as you gave, <laughs> I feel like the correlation to your ratings... <laughs> Is surprising because I, I appreciate his lyrics for some of them, not his rude lyrics. Are you worried that we're actually going to kick you off? Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> Even if you do, I'm wearing this jumper everywhere. <laughs> we won't actually. You can't yeah. stop me. Amazing. I feel like your 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 description reminds me of. Do y'all do you remember the band Jet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when Jet put out their second album, Shine On, uh, Pitchfork <laughs> released their review of the album. The review of the album is purely just a video of a monkey um, <laughs> defecating into its own hand. <laughs> that's all the review is. Wow. And that's zero like, point zero. I, I love that. You know, I, I so I was listening to a podca- podcast where they had that guy on that wrote that review, and so oh. it's it's not even that he's taken the mic. He actually thinks it's, it's horrible. Yeah, he actually yeah. thinks it's bad. <laughs> But he is kind of like it's a bit tongue in cheek, and basically it's not how people are reviewing it. It, it was it was brutal. Like <laughs> that record did not deserve that. The, the fact it wasn't even that bad either. But it's then, not that bad a record. It's not that bad. I mean, I won't show it to you, Grace. I don't know what you're thinking, wow. but, uh, but there, that might go in her top three, though. You never know. Yeah, who can say? You're getting a reputation. Did you hear this? I always thought I was the negative one, but clearly, it's very transparent. It's right. Well, I think someone stitched you up. To come on, right? So I bet someone's had a bet and gone, Grace. If you just disagree with Matt on every album, <laughs> we'll, give, if, we'll give you a hundred. But if we all sat here and agreed, like who's going to listen to that? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Maybe I love John, and I just had to come here and be like, no. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Very professional. I'll be curious to see how your your John opinion progresses as you get into more like frequent. Yeah. Beatle appearances yeah, on I've, this list because I think when you get to like the top twenty, there's like three I'm or angry four. at the there's top of the list. Ugh. I'm angry at Rolling Stones. You'll change your mind. I'm gonna write a letter. I thought we'd get Grace on right, and it'd be like, "Don't worry, because we're gonna show Grace all this great music." And no, Grace is <laughs> Grace is gonna take us down. So <laughs> I'm gonna convert you. Okay, fine. eventually you'll be like, "We'll find out, won't we?" Taylor Swift folklore best <laughs> album of all time. <laughs> 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 Boring. Right, let's move on, right? Because we're we're gonna have to get off this. Seagirls or pet sounds? What's it gonna be? (laughs) Don't you dare! (laughs) Right. So, Adam. Yeah. It's quizzing time. It's quizzing time. (laughs) Oh. What time is it? 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 
It's quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time. Right, so we're going to have a bit of a difference. Structure. Different structure. It's quiz and time. Different structure. So <clears throat> normally we do a how many can you name? Yeah. But instead we're not going to do that. So is that, am I right in saying it's two versus two? I mean, I don't know how we did this where me and Grace would be on the same team. Well, but yes, that is what's going to happen. And they are all Beatles, John Lennon questions. So basically I need yeah. you, Matt, because I yeah. wouldn't know. Oh, you need me now. <laughs> I've tried to think of some of the... The hardest questions I can think of. Ooh, I've, I've okay. really gone in. So I'm trying to read them. <laughs> Cheating going on already. Um, I've got collusion. Uh, right? <laughs> no collusion. So, um, <laughs> terrible. Um, so I've got five questions. We'll do. We'll do four and then a tiebreaker. We can do. Okay. And I think we're going to do this much like a traditional quiz. I'll read the questions and we'll come to the answers at the end. That sounds good to everyone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, no points for best quiz name. We don't do that well, <laughs> as much as I'd like to. Grace, get you. We're just going to do some admin over there. Get your phone out. Okay. We're gonna because we can't. I mean, we're not sitting next to each other, so true, yeah, we can't. we're gonna get I, get WhatsApp open. I might give you like thirty seconds at the end to confer. Just you know, okay. whatever. But we're okay. gonna go with question number one. Here we go, and it concerns the album that we've just talked about. Come on. So the physical release of Imagine, 1971, it included a postcard. Now that postcard included an image. What was that image? In the album. Yes, on the postcard that came with the album Imagine. I think it was only some early, early releases. I don't think it's ever. Was been it just one image? <sighs> Grace, this is the Christmas tree all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Notice oh, how, my goodness. Notice how <laughs> just don't ask any questions. No back don't show them the answer. They just do it. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Okay. I, no, you may have seen it, but that might not be what it oh, is. Oh, okay. Right. I'm okay. also heavy trust you guys that aren't Googling these answers, no. by the way. Henry? <laughs> yeah. A lot of trust going on here. Right, question number two. So we all know the Beatles were the Fab Four, uh, but they had two other members before they set their final oh. lineup. Uh, that we all obviously know and love. So, can you name those other two mm. members? I thought this would be an easier one for Grace. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I've got one. Okay. Let me know when you're all good to go. <laughs> That's right. Then. right. You know I, mean? I feel like some stupid name was just said there. Go on. This is what it says. Someone best. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. Thank goodness. We're going to be okay. Here, You're welcome for that clue I just gave you guys. Yeah, I mean, You're doing great, thank you, thank you. Grace. You're doing amazing. Ah, okay, now I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Listen, that was more work than I did. <laughs> I think it's George You're doing Best. great, my love. George, George Best. Best. <laughs> George say. Best. Sam, at some point in the 60s, so on my question, I, I knew the answer to this, but I didn't know the year. So in the question, I put when Ringo was ill in one nine six blank. I didn't put, I didn't look it up and find the year. But something during the sixties, Ringo was ill. Uh, yeah, I believe he had uh, tonsillitis. So who filled in for him in a number of live shows? So the Beatles drafted in a drummer. Who was it? When did the, when does the quiz start? Oh. I, <laughs> There's one thing I love, it's fine to talk during a quiz. 
it's someone who knows that they've got everything. So, right? There's no oh, sorry, need. That's no, I love it. More. Listen, More. listen, Jonathan, this is your response. This is what Grace put a better drummer. <laughs> Christmas tree we, over we are falling yeah. out. I'll tell you what. You guys, I haven't laughed as much in weeks. And <laughs> we haven't done any shots. <laughs> and we're so stone cold sober. To deal with these answers, I'm going to need some I'm going to need some <laughs> Right. And then, um, John and Paul famously met at a church fete. Oh, yes. When John was playing with the quarrymen. Now, can you name the church that John and Paul met at name that church i don't think we're gonna need the tiebreaker for this but i might ask it anyway because oh, <laughs> that reminded me of uh in the the quiz episode <laughs> or the quiz y'all did on the hendrix one <laughs> name those johnnies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> name, name that church <laughs> name those johns grace actually came up with a good answer here but okay. i mean it was wrong but <laughs> Church of Scientology. So, <laughs> so Grace, Tom was there. Grace knew the church where Paul McCartney was in the choir. Come on. So, Come on. Okay. Great. It's Fair not the same way. one. Not Fair the question way. we asked. She, she, didn't, she didn't care for the choir very much. Well. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're going to... Uh, we're going to go with those four questions. Oh, we're not going five. Do you want the fifth? Well, that's the fifth one. Okay. That's okay cool. So in the early days, the Beatles played in a cafe... That was owned by a certain person whose name I won't mention because it might give away another question. So, what was the name oh, of that uh, cafe? I've just, That's the top. I've one. just read this yep. in my book. Yep. Oh, hey. I remember. I love you so much right now. <laughs> so glad you're on my team. Oh, is... I, I would like really to preface... Well I would like to preface the answers to this quiz by saying I have contributed absolutely nothing. I have sat here twirling my headphone cord around my finger. If you look on the album notes for Imagine, uh, Yoko is credited as, uh, so it's John Lennon, guitar, uh, Klaus Foreman, bass, Yoko Ono, air. Oh. It's me. You have you have provided the air I today. Provided the air. Good energy <laughs> and air. Yes. What we wow. all need. Yeah. <laughs> all right then. So if we're all ready to go, uh, I Let's think I'll just ask the uh, ask it and then I'll. We don't have one of the answers, but I mean we're not going to get the answers. No. Okay, so we'll start uh, start with the first one. So and imagine there was a postcard included. What was the image on that postcard, Jonathan? Julia, if you want to go first. It was John holding a pig. Mm. Ah man. Oh, Matt. What did you guys have? So I didn't know, but I was thinking like two virgin desk. I thought like that was gonna be my original intro to the the episode. <laughs> the two, <laughs> the two virgins of Bell Dealer. And I thought, no, nah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wow. It's a, it's a bit more of a family show. Probably like high school talks, you two virgins. So I, <laughs> so I so I just thought I'd go with uh, John and Yoko naked. John Naked. No, that wasn't that it wasn't was that, famous, one, that famous picture by Annie Leibovitz. No, it wasn't that. No, it was, as you say, uh, John holding a pig, which was poking fun again. At uh, Paul holding the ram on on his album cover, mm-hmm. so that's it. Well, one nil already, and I feel like that's yes. how wow. this is gonna go. <laughs> um, so number two, the Beatles had two other members before they set the final lineup. Name those two other members. We'll go Matt and Grace first. Mr. Best. Okay, gonna need a bit more than that. <laughs> Pete Best. Yep. Yeah. Stuart. Pete Best and Stuart Sutcliffe. Guys, did you have that as well? Yep. 
Pete Best. Something Best. I think that was the George Harrison song was about Pete Best. Was it? Uh, something? No. Something, something uh, best? Waka waka. Sorry. So bad. Also, Grace said that was just above average, that song, yeah. when, we, uh, when we're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, it. There's that too, yeah. yeah. That's coming up on a bonus episode. Look forward to we, that, uh, everyone. Uh, yeah. The other day, for fun, we occasionally like to like look at property, like houses in different nice. places. We were like looking at houses in Liverpool on Right Move because we were bored. Yeah. And we found a house that was on Pete Best Road. We were like, they gave him a street. <laughs> awesome. That's, that's <laughs> He's got he a gets. street. Amazing. That's all he gets. All he, gets. <laughs> he doesn't get very much more, does he? <laughs> it's probably just a cul-de-sac. <laughs> Not even a long street. I was like, wouldn't it be super nice if just like once a year, you know, like Ringo and Paul would just kind of like shoot him a cool mill or something, yeah, you do. know? It's called Beatles Anthology Royalty. But yeah, oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. From the, the three songs that he played. It's all from my body. Yep. That's all he gets. Paul was asked about <laughs> it. Money. And Paul, they said, do you ever shoot him like a bit of money or whatever? He said, nah, he's got his pride, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. wow. Okay. Yikes. I think uh, thanks, thanks yikes. Paul. I think Pete Best put on, on Twitter he wished Ringo happy birthday. He did. And I think that was really quite nice. Stand up move. Yeah. yeah. I think he's a nice I guy. Thought that was nice. He's more, like your your old granddad. I think. More than Grace would have done for Ringo. It is more than what Grace would have done. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, so um I think we're we're two one. We're two one. So this yeah. I feel like could be it could be it's not gonna be a decided question. So <laughs> when Ringo was ill with tonsillitis, who filled in for him? Jonathan Julian? So Jonathan? Jimmy Nickel. Jimmy Nichol, that is correct. Jimmy I put drummer to remind me of the question, but I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't have it. I would have never got that either. Jimmy Nichol, he had the hair and everything, but he was there. I think it was oh. two, two weeks, two and a bit weeks, and then he was just, yeah. see you later. Wow. He yeah. looked kind of like Frankenstein. Like, he's got this weird kind of square head thing. He does and they gave him the best they could at, like, the Beatles haircut. It looks yeah. so bad. Yeah. <laughs> God, he's a poor guy. Bless him. Um, so we're going to go on to name the church John and Paul met at, Matt and Grace. St. Peter's Church. Correct. St. Peter's Church is right. <laughs> yeah, and they made, I think it was Ivan introduced them. Yeah. Hello, yeah. Ivan. Uh, yep, I introduced them. Um, Nowhere Boy. Uh, that's all in the museum, really, by the way. It's all in the museum. Oh, that's where I learned that yeah. and didn't remember it. There so. you go. But the, <laughs> that's uh, where I remember. But the film Nowhere Boy does a good uh, showing of that. And um, mm. yeah, I love, I love that. It's a good film. And then the final question. Sorry, were you going to say something? Nope. Nope. Good. I'm good. good. <laughs> no one interrupts me during prison time. How do you? I'm a proper tyrant. Um, no. So then the final question. In the early days, the Beatles played in a cafe owned by Pete Best's mum, uh, Mary Best. And she would have been called Mrs. Best. Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Best. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what was the name of that cafe? Are these guys saying it? Yep. The Casbah Coffee Club. The Casbah Coffee Club. I put the Casbah. Yeah, Casbah. Uh, yeah. It's most famous for its uh, rainbow ceiling. I believe it had a rainbow ceiling or something. Or rainbow floor. Yeah. Which they painted. Yeah. The oh. Beatles, the, the young Beatles, um, were actually painted the ceiling and I think part of like the stage area yeah. as well. And they've like preserved that from what I've yeah. read. Like you, when you, you can go tour it. Um, yes, and they have yeah. it preserved and you can see like, you know, John signed part of it and yeah. Stu's got his name somewhere. And I think Paul does too. It's cool. Um, so that's cool. And that is too. that when they'd have been known as the Silver Beetles or is that? Um, this is, yes, yeah, probably Silver Beetles Silver days. Beatles. Uh, maybe even Johnny and the Moondogs. Johnny and the Moondogs, yeah. Yeah. Pre-Beatles. Pre-Beatles. 
But uh, but I think we all know who the winner of Quizzing Time is. Wow. Hey. Jonathan Julian. Hey. It, it was Dad. just Jonathan. I, I have nothing <laughs> take, to do with it. Take the plaudits. Take it. Don't worry. It's all good. It's all good. Grace would have taken all the, Matt, the applause if she'd have won. But yeah, so that right there, ladies and gentlemen, was an international version of Quizzing Time. Woo! What time is it? 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 It's quizzing time, quizzing time, quizzing time, we are playing Worldwide. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Pitbull, who are you? (laughs) We the best. Pet sounds or Pitbull? Who are we taking? (laughs) Don't you dare. (laughs) Sergeant Pepper or Pitbull? (laughs) Pitbull, every time. I I don't want to play this game anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, we're at the end of the podcast, guys. Jonathan and Julia, thank you so much for coming on. Indeed. Thank you for being with us. This has been so much fun, y'all. Thank, thank you, you for having, having us. Yeah. People can find your podcast anywhere they can get podcasts, right? That is correct. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, if you search Ranking the Beatles, well, there we are. Come on. And it's worth a listen. Grace, yeah. go learn something. Thanks. Go learn something. <laughs> Can I just point out that you two are the biggest Beatles fans and you just lost the quiz? All right. Well, he made the quiz. He made the quiz. (laughs) You had the quiz. There's crazy infighting. I knew the answer. That's it. I'm dissolving the partnership. I'm taking it to the high courts. How do you do? My song about you'll be out next year. Great. After August 28th, no more podcasts. (laughs) Into the bin. They will be tossed. They will be tossed. Do, do people want to know what next week's albums are? Always. Always. Come on. So we are going to listen to Led Zeppelin 2. Oh, I'm so excited. Come on. Oh. Yes. And we are going to, we've talked about them already, but we're going to listen to The Killers' new Ooh. album. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know, they know they had a new album. Well, here we go. So it's called... Well, you heard the new Seagirls album. Yeah. <laughs> Same difference. Sorry. Sorry. We're just doing two weeks of that. But, um, I love called... you, Seagirls. <laughs> I thought called... I was going to be the mean one today. <laughs> Sorry about that. Love it. it. It's called Imploding the Mirage. Ooh. Which, and you know what? I want to put it out there. Yeah. The last Killers album mm. was a favorite of mine. Oh, an absolute favorite. I wow. really enjoyed it. So, I'm ready for this. Hit I'm looking it. forward to it. Yeah. And I, you know what? I have to say, I've never really given Led Zeppelin much of a listen. Mate. So I, Adam is quite a fan. I so love Led Zeppelin. I am ready You're ready to get the lead out, my friend. Absolutely. <laughs> Can always. <laughs> Amazing. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for listening. Why don't you subscribe to the podcast, both podcasts. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us on uh, Instagram at, L- at Elvanilo. I'm at Matt Courtney Music. Adam, you are at? Uh, Adam Courtney 95. And Grace. Grace underscore Salmons. Brilliant. Get involved with the conversation. We would love to mm. chat to you guys and yeah. talk about albums. Do you agree with Grace? No. Or do yes. You... <laughs> or do you agree with me? You know, it's all right. Guys, what are your socials if you want to get involved? Uh, on Instagram and Facebook at Ranking the Beatles. Um, and if you want to, do you want to list your personal Instagram? I mean, it's very boring. It's just mostly our dogs. Um, <laughs> I'm there. I am there. 
Dogs and food and alcohol. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I think I'm at Julia Predis. I don't even know. That is that is correct. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, and I am at Jonathan Predis. Brilliant. So. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so next week, Led Zeppelin 2. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to listen Rock to it. And, and Employed Within the Mirage by The Killers. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. And, you know, we hope you have a great week. And Absolutely. we look yeah. forward to talking to you yeah. next time. Take care.